Student claims you were drinking on school property on Saturday night. Lucky for you, Clay Gebhardt isn't talking. The owners of the factory aren't pressing trespassing charges. At least not today. I told him I'd arrange appropriate punishment. And what, are you gonna expel me? Not yet. Besides attending all your regular classes, you will help our janitorial staff after school for pay for the inner satisfaction it brings. On Saturday mornings, you will tutor disadvantaged students at our sister school. And finally, you will participate in the drama club's final event, a spring play. It's time for you to start experiencing other things. Started spending time with other kinds of people. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Ken. And my name is Jeremy. And this week, our Guilty Pleasure series continues with one of mine as I share the 2002 film, A Walk to Remember, with Jeremy. But before we get into uh, A Walk to Remember, uh, let's start off each episode. Uh, actually, let's start off this episode like we have with every other episode. With our podcast ritual, and for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is where we talk about one notable movie or TV show that uh, we want to share uh, that we watched in the last week. And so, Jeremy, what is that one thing? So the one thing I've been watching is actually a comedy show called Blue Mountain State. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> and it has it's pretty weird, honestly. <laughs> Uh, but it has some Smallville alum, Sam Jones the Third. Oh man! <laughs> and uh, Alan Richardson are part of the main cast. Hey, so who's I was that? like, who so that's that? um, that's Pete and Aquaman. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Uh, Reacher, Reacher, yeah. So it's <laughs> like get to see these the Smallville. Cause I think the show started in 2010, so it's still they still have that kind of high school vibe even though it's like they're freshmen in college but it has that early 2000s vibe to it oh, <laughs> and the comedy's really weird but it, i find it really funny so it's i don't know man it's it's been keeping me at least entertained for a little bit is uh sam jones's character more likable or does he do more stuff than he did in smallville <laughs> yeah he's definitely more likable okay uh he's not chewing any gum oh. <laughs> Trident gum, to be exact. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. How can we forget? <laughs> uh, I knew we were going to mention that again. <laughs> we, we had always, to. You know what's going to happen. It's always, uh, yeah. If if you guys don't know, there's a very uh, sponsor-heavy Trident episode of Smallville involving Sam Jones Third. I think that was like season seven or something. That was horrible. <sighs> yeah, that was easily... I, that you know what I I want to say it's probably the worst episode of television I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, <laughs> considering that was it's like one of my favorite shows of all time. It also has one of the worst episodes of all time. So I know it's, it's crazy. Oh my god! But yeah, interesting. Yeah, where's that? Uh, where's it streaming? I've been watching it on uh, IMDb TV. Oh, so nice. Kind of. There's too many ads, honestly, and sometimes at inopportune times, but it's free, so 
Right. And uh, IMDb, uh, IMDb TV, uh, for those of you who have Amazon Prime, uh, you'll have access to that as well. So just wanted to edumacate all y'all uh, in case you want to check out, one, um, I guess, Jeremy's uh, suggestion for this week. Uh, for me, um, the TV show that I want to share, and uh, again, uh, I think I mentioned this to Jeremy offline, is kind of my goal for 2022 is just try as much as possible to share something new every episode. Mm. And it continues. Um, I actually watched several new things, but the one that I want to share is Euphoria on HBO Max. It's uh, starring Zendaya, among other people. I've been wanting to watch this show for the longest time now. Um, And because the season two, uh, actually season two premiered this past Sunday, I was like, oh, okay, this now is a good time to actually start watching it uh, because there was only eight episodes in season one. Um, I've only gotten a chance to watch the pilot. I I, I'm liking the show, but I wasn't really prepared for it because it's, hella dark and wow there was a lot of imagery um and it's basically a complete 180 of zendaya's character in (laughs) spider-man the trilogy uh to her character in euphoria obviously i've only seen one episode so i don't know if she things change i guess but it's basically also completely different than the movie that we're going to be talking about later today in this episode of Walk to Remember because everything happens within a high school setting. That's and so, what I was going to say. Huh? Yeah. It's, it's high yeah. school and uh, a Walk to Remember is pretty uh, a colorful high school compared to what I've seen from the previews or of Euphoria. Euphoria, yeah, exactly. So my goal is, I mean, especially with uh, the long weekend happening uh, this weekend, I mean, we're... Uh, recording on the Wednesday before Martin Luther King, um, the holiday. My goal is to see if I could get caught up by episode two or three of Euphoria of the season of season two of Euphoria, I should say. So uh, I'm liking it so far. It's just completely different. It was just completely caught off guard, even though people did warn me. (laughs) But it's it's still I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, definitely two different uh, shows that we (laughs) we mentioned today. One very, very comedic and raunchy almost and then euphoria which is dark 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 (laughs) oh my god but uh i i could tell they're setting something up because uh by the end of episode one i was like whoa okay this is gonna get good or whatever and you could tell that they were setting up a lot of the character um you know different characters and kind of like what their tendencies are so uh, i'm trying to now stay away from season two spoilers because you know we live in that Agent Society of Social Media. So, uh, before we do talk about a week, uh, sorry, not a week, a walk to remember, let's talk about last week. Last week, episode 55, we did uh, our episode on Don't Look Up, which is currently still out on Netflix. We did run a poll on uh, the Tuesday after uh, we premiered the podcast episode. And so, Jeremy, do you want to share what the poll was? Yeah, the question that we posed to all of you is, what is your favorite apocalyptic comedic movie? So four of the options that we had were Don't Look Up, obviously, Shaun of the Dead, This is the End, and Zombieland. And with a surprisingly 
at 40%, a tie between This Is The End and Zombieland. Oh, okay. Okay. Actually, those were my top two. So uh, I can't say I wasn't surprised. I still need to see This Is The End. So, And I like Zombieland. So I, if it's as good as Zombieland, I'll give it a shot. Uh, I think, though, based off of what I've seen, I think you're going to like Zombieland more. Just because, um, a little minor spoiler, this is the end is more adult. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, who knows? I'm, Blue Mountain State is, I don't know, at the same time is getting crazy. So, I'll give this is the end a shot, hopefully soon. Yeah, you should definitely uh, at least give it a shot. Uh, because I think there is, uh, is it's funny just because uh, there's so many comedic act, so many com- named comedic actors and cameos that are in that movie. I think you'll enjoy that part of it. It's so funny. So if you want to uh, participate participate in these uh, polls that we do run on Tuesdays, I uh, just want to remind you uh, that we run uh, the poll on both Instagram and Twitter every Tuesday following our main show. Uh, so Jeremy, uh, do you want to uh, let our audience know where they can follow us? Yeah, if you want to follow us and get on that poll action, it's going to be at Weekly Real on Twitter, Instagram for those polls. Yes. So this week, a North Carolina teen gets in trouble because of a hazing incident gone wrong. He is then forced into several punishments, including in after school community service that will change his life forever. In the 2000 film adaptation of the Nicholas Sparks novel, A Walk to Remember. And so like every episode here on the Weekly Real podcast, we do want to issue our spoiler warning, even though this movie's uh, almost... Almost 20 years, I think. This is uh, 2002. Holy shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is 2022. Yeah, 20 years later. Uh, 20 years wait, later. That was actually totally on accident. <laughs> <laughs> I just really wanted to talk about this movie uh, because it is one of my guilty pleasure movies. Mm-hmm. It is streaming out on HBO Max. So if you uh, want a, a little bit of a refresher um, on this movie, just go ahead and hit that pause button. Watch the movie. It's a quick watch. It's less than two hours. And then come back to uh, this podcast episode and enjoy, I guess. So uh, let's jump Let's jump right into the double feature, Jeremy, um, for A Walk to Remember. And so just to remind everyone uh, for the double feature, um, just to kind of spark some spontaneous conversation between Jeremy and I, uh, I come up with a question that he doesn't know uh, that I'm going to ask and vice versa. He has a question that uh, I don't know what he's going to ask. So uh, for my half of the double feature, obviously the biggest twist of a walk to remember was when Jamie tells Landon that she has leukemia. No. So, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> so as uh, this one's kind of a two part question, actually, did you see it coming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, just, the foreshadowing, of course, like since the beginning when she, uh, when uh, Jamie's talking to her dad and it's like, you gotta, you know, be careful with that boy. You know why and all that stuff. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, during that conversation was when you figured it out that something yeah. was a little off. Yeah. I was like, no, this, uh, I had no, like just reading the title for some reason, I thought it was going to be. I thought she was going to get paralyzed. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And then it's, you know, very like, you know, ironic to a walk to remember. And I'm like, okay, she's going to get paralyzed and uh, they're going to have this love story. 
spoiler alert, she doesn't get paralyzed, but then she has <laughs> leukemia. I'm like, come on, why is it called a walk to remember then? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let me ask you this. So when it was revealed, mm-hmm. how did you feel about it? Like, were you expecting something like leukemia or uh, were you expecting something different? Ah, oh, dude. Okay, honestly, <laughs> I like I I was almost gonna mention this to you offline, but I feel like this was uh this is the perfect question to like kind of set this up. I almost thought when I was coming up with ideas for stories that I wanted to write myself, I was like, dude, I know a perfect idea. It's like the girl's gonna tell the guy, "Don't fall in love with me," <laughs> and I'm gonna reveal later that she's actually sick and then like but then you know they have all this stuff that happens they fall in love and he just says to her like you know i love you and all that stuff and she's like i told you not to fall in love with me and then when i watch this movie i'm like man i'm late (laughs) (laughs) i thought i was like i came up with that idea like last year i'm like dude this is gonna be so original Apparently, it's happened every time in this freaking movie. Yeah, you were only 18 years late uh, by coming up with it last year or so, or 19 years. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it is pretty funny. I, I feel like you could be uh, Nicholas Sparks' uh, ghostwriter. <laughs> I could be, huh? That's freaking crazy. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, for me... To be honest, when I remember, obviously, it's been a while since I actually watched it the first time. I don't even remember what year that uh, I actually watched it. I really wasn't. I don't know if it was because of like, oh, you know, just trying to be all masculine and stuff. But we were mm-hmm. playing this at uh, it could have been one of our cousins or whatever. And I wasn't really paying attention to the beginning. So I yeah. missed a lot of the signs. So that when we get to the part where they're just walking, you know, night on town, they run into people and you could tell that something was kind of off, you know, like she was distracted or whatever. And they walk Mm -hmm. down that kind of wide alley type thing. And then she reveals that she has leukemia to land in. I I can remember it now. I was like, what? I did not see that coming. It was like so such a shock to me. I was like, what? And then from then on, I was like totally glued and everything. I was like, oh my goodness. And then it it hit me. And then obviously when I rewatched it, I guess the first time, um, you know, when I can actually, you know, pay attention to the movie, I was like, man, I really was not paying attention to the beginning of the movie because I, you know, obviously they foreshadowed it. And yeah. uh, I just thought it was pretty funny that I completely, I was like completely shocked. It's like, whoa, it's like, dang, I did not see the freaking twist, man. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't know if that's, be, uh, this is the reason why I love this movie. And I feel like it's one of the best uh, romantic comedies out there. But man, I think is uh, just because I wasn't paying attention. I don't know. I don't know if that's the best reason, but wow. man, I think that's why it has a, a special place in my heart. And I mean, there was like a lot of cool parts and everything, but yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to the dialogue uh, as much. And I don't know if it was because I was distracted. Mm, honestly, at the beginning of the movie, I didn't know who the main character was. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't, I didn't know who was the main character. Like, I was like, oh, is it Landon? Is it? Um, I forgot the guys. Yeah, was it Dean or was it Eric? Uh, the guy who got who's the, what was the name of the guy who got end up in the hospital? Oh, uh, the guy who actually jumped. Shoot, uh, hold on, let me look that up. Clay, Clay, 
Yeah, see, when, like, you know, normally they showed, like, the nerdy guy, and he was kind of, like, the focus, like, oh, we're waiting for this guy to come. And then I'm like, okay, it's, Clay's going to be the, the main character. I didn't know Landon was going to be. I'm like, oh, we're actually sticking with this guy. And then by the time we see him in his, well, when he's going through that police chase kind of, I'm like, okay, so maybe this is our main character. Yeah, I've, uh, I've, <laughs> I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and I forget how touchy-feely in a kind of a masculine way dean was it was like wow he's like really grabbing stuff and really aggressive sometimes with uh even when they're like doing the bro thing or whatever i was like okay and uh this is kind of random just because we mentioned dean real quick uh because i almost uh i guess came up with a different uh i guess question for my half of the double feature i just thought it was very strange i don't know if you noticed this but I only noticed it this upon this rewatch. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it weird how Dean was carrying his backpack on how he would strap it around his head and then like he would like literally just wear I don't know, it was weird. He would just put it over his like a like a jacket. <laughs> It's like, so what? weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's that early two thousands look, man. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, I want to say that's what makes this movie special. <laughs> it does. I think so. I was like, ooh, you just notice like new things. And one last thing before I toss it to you for your half of the double feature. Mm-hmm. Dude, didn't you get like early Smallville vibes in that opening <laughs> scene? <laughs> like yeah. you felt like there was going to be a uh, kryptonite <laughs> monster. <laughs> It's like, oh no, yeah, Clay's gonna jump in. Uh, the water is like infested with meteor rocks. <laughs> <laughs> he hits his head, and then his head starts like glowing green or something like that, and becomes he becomes like a super smart nerd, but then he becomes obsessed with power or something like that, and wants to get revenge on his bullies. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> that's a Smallville episode. I'm I, sure. uh, several episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In season one. <laughs> yeah, just in season one. And just everything. I Okay, honestly, if this movie didn't have... I'm going to... I can spoil it right now. If this movie didn't have the early 2000s vibes that it does, I don't think I would like this movie as much. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the yeah. acting is not the best. Mm-hmm. The The writing is like... Sometimes, sometimes I find it really like sweet or, and endearing, but sometimes it's like... That's... Totally unbelievable. Right, right, <laughs> right. But, but at the same time, just like the transitions, the music, <laughs> so, it <was> so good. <laughs> oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. Like honestly, after the movie, I had to look up the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, confession time. Uh, yeah. We're recording this on a Wednesday to get really pumped up for today's recording. Guess what? I was bumping the soundtrack since you mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> Switch foot. <laughs> Switch foot. Mandy Moore. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. All right. Let, let me throw out my question real quick before we get too distracted. <laughs> I Because, okay. Bes, uh, now I have to give a little caveat. Besides the early 2000s stuff that makes this movie kind of dated in a way, mm-hmm. uh, what elements of the movie do you think sets it apart from other romantic movies that you've watched? And what, you know, why do you like it? <laughs> Pretty much is my, I'm curious, honestly, it's like, it is a guilty pleasure. So obviously you like it, but then, 
I'm just curious. It's it's weird. I can see how people really wouldn't like this movie. Also, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I think part of it is the music. Um, mm. e- even though it's not like uh just because it's a, a, a early two thousands thing, I feel like the music actually really sets the tone and everything. I feel like the whole like orchestra orchestral music when mm. they're you know going through the whole the moments I guess of each movie. I was like, man, that was really good. Even though it's like a formulaic movie uh, where I feel like all Nicholas Sparks has something with water and like, uh, like in the countryside and they have those establishing shots. I feel like he's just reusing a lot of the same ones. (laughs) There's a Um, lot of slow, like slow fade transitions into into the same shot. Do you remember when (laughs) Landon, I think he was like driving and it kept cutting in and out of his, like him crying, somewhat crying in, in the car. I'm like, man, they keep cutting back to the same shot, (laughs) like very slowly transition in and out of it. Even like the, the whole wedding, like the ceremony, they were kind of like slow fading back and forth between the two with their vows and everything. Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, Okay, I forgot about that. But it was, yeah, it was, um, I don't know. Like, for me, I don't know. It's because I, you know, I thought Mandy Moore was cute because, like, she was, uh, I guess, a teenager when I was kind of in that same age age range. And so I always thought she was very cute. Um, there's some Mandy Moore songs that, yes, I'll admit that I love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though, you know, I don't want to admit it, but I, I do like them, especially from this movie. Um, what else do I like about this? I feel like they actually did have pretty good chemistry together. Yeah. See, that, that's what I was going to say. That was my answer to my own question. So, like the Nicholas Sparks movie, I always crap on the most is the choice. Oh yeah. Right. And <laughs> multiple <it's just> times, <laughs> multiple times. And it's just because I feel like they, the, the main couple had no chemistry, um, I don't know, maybe because I wanted her to be with Tom Welling, because <laughs> I wanted more Tom Welling and <laughs> another Smallville reference. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, I felt like even though, you know, sometimes the acting wasn't that good, the writing is a little bit cheesy, but the chemistry was there, even though he looks like a young Timothy Oliphant, <laughs> you know? <laughs> he does a little bit. And I was like, but then they have this chemistry that I think holds the movie. And they're not, even though landing he's kind of like the he's supposed to be the the cool guy right the kind of a jerky guy that turns good he was never at a point where you like hated him either and you didn't hate her and it's like you kind of knew what they were going through and you understood that mm-hmm. um and that's why like i don't know comparing it to the choice it's like those characters were like super unlikable compared to this one where at least you can understand them and follow their chemistry pretty much right i think the closest you get to hating landon was uh when he you could tell that you know he was already kind of digging uh, jamie's vibe or whatever and then remember that one scene where he's hanging out with his friends at the locker and then jamie actually walked has Mm -hmm. the courage to actually walk up to him and you know try to talk to him and then he was hella rude and saying in your dreams yeah uh which was like totally so messed up but it was one of those things where you could kind of identify because sometimes you know peer pressure and everything trying to hold up an image especially when you're you know trying to 
stay cool or be cool because you know you're in that age range where high school is literally all about social status and you know someone that is quote unquote a nerd is trying to talk to you or not socially acceptable i don't know high school is just a weird time Ooh man so and another reason why i like this movie and it was the whole drama aspect that they were in. I found I found that a really funny, um, I guess, subplot of the movie. Right. Um, it just reminded me of High School Musical, which is what my guilt, one of my guilty pleasures. Oh yeah. And so it's like when they were getting on stage, it was very High School Musical. So I enjoyed that part of the movie also. <laughs> Did you like the uh, the montage where they where they kept showing that one blonde chick just pushing just <laughs> and over and over, <laughs> over again? And over again, yeah. yeah. You could tell that he was getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was uh, that was really good. Um, but yeah, all right, we'll just go ahead and end it there. The double feature, anyway. So um, this is the part of the uh the episode where we want to involve you guys the audience because this is why we do the podcast and so our audience question this week is what is your favorite nicholas sparks film adaptation and so we mentioned a couple of them already um do you actually want to share your favorite yeah it's not the choice but uh i actually want to say this is my favorite film app it's not that hard honestly (laughs) (laughs) ken's like all right it's it's not that hard to beat i know everyone loves the notebook but i think this beats it Mm -hmm. uh easily for me um i think this my second choice would actually be the longest ride so who knows i might have to share that as a guilty pleasure in the future episode stay tuned in future seasons (laughs) (laughs) yeah actually this one is actually my favorite um uh, uh just, just the hair above um the notebook because i feel like this actually uh is a little bit more versatile i feel like you could watch it more often and there's less cringy moments i think yeah because i i, I feel like the beginning of the notebook I, when we did the the episode in in season two was pretty cringy uh on parts that i completely forgot and uh i don't know i just get more of the feels in in uh, a walk to remember so that's mine i mean obviously because hey guilty pleasure so i just want to remind you uh if you do want to share what your favorite nicholas sparks film adaptation is with us feel free to dm us on twitter and instagram uh jeremy what is our social media handle it's going to be at weekly real on instagram facebook and twitter yes and if you want to actually i don't know write more of a long-winded uh I guess explanation on why a particular movie is your favorite Nicholas Sparks uh, film, uh, then you can email us, right, Jeremy? Yeah, it's going to be uh, 28 the weekly real street at gmail.com. <laughs> whoa. Right? Uh, no, I almost actually got whiplash. Uh, I was <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> which email is that? It, it's definitely not ours. It's an address, right? <laughs> it is an address, but uh, yes, not our email address which happens to be weeklyrealpod at gmail.com so jeremy let's take a quick break
All right. Uh, welcome back for the break. And so, uh, Jeremy, uh, you know what? Let's get right into our weekly real awards for A Walk to Remember. And so the first award that I do want to hand out is the I Had a Date Award, made famous by Captain America, Steve Rogers himself. And uh, yeah, the reason why we give the I Had a Date Award, it's for favorite romantic scene. So, Jeremy, who would you give this to? Dude. I have to give it to the only hope scene. Basically, when Mandy Moore, um, Jamie starts singing for the whole drama thing. Dude, I I heard that song before. I didn't know it was in this movie. Yeah, So is. when the... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, when she started practicing it on the piano, like early on in the movie, I'm like, huh, that, that song sounds familiar. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, I forgot this is Mandy Moore. So it's like probably just a reference or whatever. I didn't know this was you know where the whole, basically the whole song is played, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, one random, I guess thing that I noticed that maybe I didn't really notice uh, before, when she walks out like uh, during that scene, it was weird mm-hmm. that she looked like a like a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> like Palpatine. Yeah, she had like the freaking hood and like Sith robes and all that stuff or Jedi robes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, she was definitely like a Jedi in that. Ugh. And she had that um Princess Amidala like type hair mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that from Attack of the Clones. I remember. And then um but yeah, it was interesting because just that whole scene, the way it was set up, was so high school musical. At the same time, but I'm like, this is, and it's a good song. I have to admit. Ooh, it's a real good song. I think that's a part of, uh, one of the main reasons. I think I talked about it, but man, the music's so good. Um, I will mention this. I was going to actually mention this a little bit later, but I'll mention it here since we're on the topic. Uh, I feel like I could relate so much to Landed because, I don't know, for me, I'm kind of a sucker for like really good like singers or whatever and mm. i've had it where dude like you get a attractive singer like mandy moore or sorry jamie sullivan singing and landon's just like literally there for like three minutes or however long the the song is and he's just like literally just watching her and everything and you get mesmerized it's like you're oh my goodness what is going on and then i could feel like how he could just move into a impromptu rewritten kiss um yeah, it's like, on what? stage <laughs> i was like whoa so yeah i just wanted to mention that that is like dude i could totally identify with landon i think that's why i love that scene too i think that also that scene also cements like landon falling for jamie i think mm-hmm. that's what makes it also my favorite romantic scene just because you can see him start to like her already but it's like i feel like at that moment is like he knew for sure that he he loves her pretty much. Mm-hmm. Ooh, can't agree with you more. Uh, and I'll get to that later. A little bit of a spoiler. Thanks for stealing my thunder. No, it's, I'm just yep. kidding. No <laughs> uh, well, my winner for I had it the I had a date award is actually the uh, the scene where um, you know Landon and, and and Jamie are out um, and they're looking at stars. Uh, and this is actually on her telescope, the one that she built. And, you know, like, you know, they're already kind of together already. And, you know, Landon basically kind of plans some sort of uh, impromptu picnic. They, you know, he brings out a couple of blankets, some hot coffee and 
a bit of a surprise where he busts out say hey can you um look at this star and yeah dude i thought it was pretty cool knowing that she loves she's super into astrology and everything he goes and gets a star named after jamie uh gets it registered with the international star registry and i just thought it was a pretty cool way to kind of relate to one of her passions and obviously you know she likes astrology because of her beliefs uh, and faith in god and everything and later on you know you get the, the whole thing you know like where he's um you know after she reveals that she has leukemia and that she's dying and she's already bedridden at uh like later on he's like trying to build that big telescope because they wanted to go check out Comet Dibiaski. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wrong <Wow>. movie. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> I, I mean, Comet uh, Hayataki. I probably butchered that, but yeah, it was. I thought it was pretty cool to connect. Uh, don't look up in the <laughs> suit. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you though, um, how do you feel about when Landon bought the pink sweater? for for jamie did you feel like that was like oh that was a sweet gift because you know he was kind of like making up for basically like what you mentioned earlier blowing her off mm-hmm. and then she's like slams the door on him or do you see that as like a sweet gift or is that kind of weird because it's like they, him and his friend group were always like teasing her about only wearing like one sweater um i want to say that um i thought it was a sweet gift just because i think I think he just knows that her and her dad just live by simple means, you know, because uh, I kind of point to, you know, their first official date where, you know, he takes her out on a fancy restaurant and she was like, oh, you know, she was kind of overwhelmed because she, you know, it seems like a really fancy, fancy restaurant. It's outdoor seating, outdoor dining, and it was like white tablecloth and everything. And even he was like, yeah, you know what? Um, order anything you like. And, you know, it, it makes totally makes sense because, you know, his dad like is like, a I guess a really he said cardiologist cardiologist. Right? Yeah, they make a lot of money. And then I feel like his mom's pretty well off, too. And so I feel like his family has means in and I think he understood that her and her dad, the reverend, kind of live by simple, simpler means because, you know, reverends don't make that much money. So. Yeah, I also feel the same way. I thought it was a sweet gift, especially when she wore it later on in the movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's wearing the sweater. I think uh, in the in your I Had a Date Award when he bought her the star and she was wearing the sweater. So yeah. it's like two gifts in that one scene. So yeah. I just wanted to mention that. Oh, yeah. And uh, honorable mention, two places at once. I was kind of. <gasps> yeah. Dude. That was a good one. Two places Cause, at once. Because, you know, like it's a throwaway line when they're talking about her list or whatever. Mm-hmm. And. It was so creative the way I think that's where that uh, actually hooked me into the movie. I was like, "Oh, dude, that was so genius! It was so good." I think that's where okay. it really got me, like on another level. I was like, "Dude, two places at once. Put one foot, one leg there, one leg there." And I've, I've actually done that. Um, <laughs> just funny, just, uh, just kind of making fun of the movie, but only because it's so good. Um, I've done the whole thing where it's like, "Oh, I'm straddling the line. I'm in two places at once." Landon's too smooth, man. Yeah, he is. All right, let's get into our next award, the Yinsen Award for Underrated Character. So, Jeremy, who would you give the Underrated Character Award to? And you mentioned him already. I'm going to give my Yinsen Award to Reverend Sullivan. Mm. Because, dude, like, 
just right off the bat, he's going to be defensive of his dying daughter, <laughs> obviously. Dude, I know. And it just... You can see how apprehensive he was at first, even just letting Landon in his home. But obviously, overall, it, um, Jamie seemed happy, so he's going to let her be with Landon, spend time with Landon. And, you know, even by the end of the movie, Landon and Reverend Sullivan, uh, Jamie's dad, are just, like, talking. It's like, and it, I don't know. It just warmed my heart pretty much to see character development um tied within those two characters between yeah. Landon and um Mr. Sullivan because of Jamie. Yeah. And I think that's that's a that's a good relationship in a way. Oh, I know cuz I mean you you're alluding to the uh I guess the time jump after Jamie had passed away. Yeah. Uh it really did feel like, you know, obviously, you know, they're in-laws now and everything, but it, you can really see the um the pride that Reverend Sullivan had for um, like the you know the hard work that Landon has put because you know he was going through uh, what medical school right and so you could see how proud he was of not just because you know she he had made uh, his daughter happy and everything but he really did like just take him on as as basically his son and everything and um, he saw where he started before you know his um his relationship with jamie and then you saw how how much it developed afterwards exactly and especially just because to basically allow this guy to spend time with her when you don't you know that she probably doesn't have that much time left mm -hmm. it is a sacrifice on his part for jamie to be happy exactly exactly so my winner for the Yinsen Award. I mean, you kind of stole, again, this is where you stole my thunder for underrated character. <laughs> You're welcome. I, <laughs> you know what, though? I'm glad, kind of glad that we talked about it uh, um, in the earlier award. But my award winner for the Yinsen Award is Eddie Zimmerhoff, who actually wrote the play that you were talking for the same reasons. And, mm. you know, like, I'll just kind of <laughs> add that uh, I agree with everything you said on uh, the I Had a Date Award. I mean, this is where... Landon literally just literally falls in love. It's like it, you know, his jaw dropped uh, with him basically being able to see who Jamie is, not just as like, you know, someone with simple means or whatever, someone who is kind of like, quote unquote, a geek or whatever, but a person that is well-rounded, has her beliefs um, and is, you know, just super talented and everything that she does. And I don't know, the whole glow up type thing where she just busts out with her, what, uh, Jedi robes or Sith robes or whatever, <laughs> yeah. just get, he, she sheds that and then she basically just belts out only hope. Oh my goodness, that's such a huge moment. And we got to thank Eddie Zimmerhoff for that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what the play was really about because it's like... <laughs> the it didn't really didn't, matter. <laughs> it didn't really matter as long as it, it... It was just to get the Only Hope song out there pretty much. It did, yeah. And it brought them together. And so I, I kind of mm -hmm. like to think outside of the box sometimes for these uh, these awards. And that was kind of my opportunity to be able to do so. So let's get right into our next award. The Why is Gamora Award for Favorite Quote. And dude, there's so many quotables. So which one would you pick? All right, man. I kind of spoiled it. Uh, I kind of spoiled it earlier already, 
Uh, it's when Landon uh, brings Jamie or takes her out and all that stuff, and he confesses to her. And so Landon was saying, Jamie, I love you. And then she doesn't say anything for like the longest time. Yeah. And so Landon's like, now would be the time to say something. And then Jamie's just like, I told you not to fall in love with me. Oh. And then, you know, then, then they kiss and all that stuff. I'm like, dang, dang. I'm like, man, I thought I was original. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's exactly how I would have written it. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love that quote just because I thought I thought of it first. <laughs> all right, Jeremy Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> but just the way that scene played out too, I was like, Dang, that was such a good scene. But yeah, that was one of my favorite quotes. Yeah, you know, that was actually one of my favorite quotes too. But I will mention a different one just so that we get a little variety. Um, it's the, I guess, the more poignant one. I mean, earlier, I think it's middle of the uh, the movie. Jamie's actually talking about her faith in God or whatever. And I guess Landon's not necessarily questioning her, but, you know, he's, you know, trying to understand uh, what her... I guess, faith and beliefs are. And uh, Jamie basically explains it like, oh, it's like the wind. You know, I can't see it, but I feel it. And it's a great way uh, to kind of um, foreshadow the end of the movie because that's basically how the movie ends because Landon then describes their love as, you know, like the wind because you can't see it. But he sure can feel it. And so I just wanted to throw on some, uh, I just wanted to mention that just because, man, it, it, it's good. And it's, I think it's really good writing. Sorry. It could be yeah. cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, that's good too. You can see like his character development because he would make fun of her faith in a way in the uh, beginning when mm-hmm. he was like, oh, oh, he's on crutches or whatever and he needs a ride. And he's like, so, uh, you feeling Christian? <laughs> Some of the stuff he says says about it, uh, her her faith. I'm like, damn, <laughs> you're going to hell. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So it's like that character development, though. Yeah. It's like he he saw how how good it made her, pretty much. Right, and and because I feel like that defined her. Her faith was actually what made her like very comfortable. You know, like it made her comfortable in her own skin because mm-hmm. she was of strong faith and you know like yeah she had she has an advantage of her dad being a reverend and her you know her upbringing um where that was basically the foundation of her beliefs and everything and but i mean dude that's not always a guarantee i mean we both come from church and there are times when i don't know like my faith kind of slips or whatever so that's an admission that i'll share with you guys here on the podcast that being said let's get right into our next award and actually jeremy New award alert. You know, I wanted to kind of spice things up for one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, I said it. Um, So I wanted to kind of introduce a new award. So the new award that I want to introduce is called the With Great Power Comes Great Responsibility Award. And we want to award this for the saddest scene because obviously, Jeremy, we recently watched Spider-Man No Way Home. And I feel like one of the more poignant scenes in that movie was i guess spoiler alert for spider-man no way home the shared um i guess experiences Mm -hmm. that they had surrounding that quote and the kind of the tragedy that kind of surrounds it with um 
the ver- various Spider Men uh, with Uncle Ben and uh, with Tom Holland. Uh, Peter Parker with uh, Aunt May and everything. So we feel, we felt like it was appropriate. And so 2022 uh, to name that uh, award. <laughs> so Jeremy, who would you give the great uh, with great power comes great responsibility award to? All right. So I'm most likely going to be stepping on your toes. Once again, it's because it's when Landon proposes to Jamie when they're looking up at the comet, you know, like he built the, the telescope and he just like, Ooh, proposes to her basically fulfills her number one wish on her bucket list and i was like dude yeah this guy's crazy i know because you know that they were gonna get married in the chapel that her parents got married yeah the one where her mom our deceased mom uh grew up in yeah it's just like i don't know it's it's bittersweet obviously because you know that she's not gonna make it Mm -hmm. too much longer but then he he wants to fulfill her number one on the list because he kept asking her throughout the movie what's what's your number one what's yeah. the number one yeah and he finally did it at the very end man that list of of james was so good because it was very creative the way they were able to knock it off you know knock each one of the uh things on her list off you know even the tattoo even though i was like dude how are they gonna do that one <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and that was it, creative that was very creative and it was it was it seemed like innocent and cute yeah innocent fun yeah 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 but you're it's that's actually not the one uh one of the ones that i thought of i thought that was really good Uh, i was it was among the candidates but man i i have to mention in a i'm gonna cheat there's a tie (laughs) um Mm. i feel like jamie and her dad and both landon and his dad their both both of their moments were so good. Uh, I'll I'll start with Jamie and um her dad. You know, obviously she's already bedridden, and they're ta- you know they're talking about you know Jamie's mom and everything, and how that was a huge tragedy for uh, Reverend Sullivan that he lost his wife, and then after he lost his wife, he couldn't look at Jamie for days. I just thought that was pretty sad that you know it was like a admission and it's basically him already seeing kind of like the how this is going to end up in how he's going to have to bury his daughter i just thought it was oh i was like oh my goodness waterworks no i don't want to i don't want to cry but i can't (laughs) hold back tears (laughs) um that and then you know landon finding out uh that that jamie has uh leukemia and you know Mm -hmm. obviously you know, he and his dad had a strained relationship and for him to, um, you know, find out that his dad went out of his way to help out Jamie and his dad. And, you know, he came up there. It was very contentious throughout the movie. But when he came in and he was truly thankful, man, he was already crying even before um, the door opened. And I was like, oh, man, this is tough. This is tough. Yeah, and so I he, wanted to yeah. make sure that I mentioned the non uh, Jamie and Landon scenes that uh, were pretty sad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I got I got shout out to the the song "I Dare You to Move" when he when Landon goes to his dad's house and is like begging him for help. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like very early two thousands feel, but I was like, yeah, come on. <laughs> when <help."> he's driving. <laughs> yeah, when he's driving. No, like I was mentioning that. Yeah. Very early two thousands. Oh man, so good. Uh, but Jeremy. I mean, we've been talking about some 
heavy duty stuff. This is heavy duty stuff that we have. We're going down the stretch in our competition where we guess the Rotten Tomato score. So we've got three movies left. The score is currently 11 to 9 with me on top. And so, again, just like last week, it's win or go home for Jeremy. And so will this competition extend for another week? We'll see. So, Jeremy, a walk to remember. What would you guess is the guess Rotten Tomatoes score is? I'm going to quote Anakin Skywalker real quick. Because I think this is one of his famous last words. And this could be my last. (laughs) This is the end for you, my master. (laughs) Wow. And so I am guessing 47%. Ooh, I think we're thinking along the same lines. Except I was a little bit more... I I, I think... I thought the... uh, I'm thinking that the critics gave it a little bit of a higher score. I'm thinking 55 and so, Ooh, let me go oh, ahead man. and uh, look this up. I'm hoping for at least a tie. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you know, I the, what, also reason why I rated it a little bit lower than that. It has that TV movie feel. <laughs> True. Know what I mean? True. I Even I'll admit that. <laughs> All right. So, I'm on RottenTomatoes.com, and I'm looking up A Walk to Remember, and Jeremy has won the week. At a whopping 27% tomato meter. And you know what? We're going down the wire. Holy crap. It's 11 to 10. (laughs) Here we go. Yes. This is probably our dream scenario. I don't think we've gone this deep into the season where the competition is still up for grabs. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of secretly, I was kind of hoping for it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of hoping for a season, season finale where it's winner take all. Yeah, yeah, like game seven. Ooh, ooh. But yes, updated score is now 11 to 10. I'm still up, but we got two movies left. Holy crap. So, but before we get into next week, let's give it our final award, which is our I Love You 3000 award, where we rate A Walk to Remember, a rating from 1 to 3000. Actually, this is the one that I'm really um, curious about, Jeremy. So give your rating. Okay, so this is a movie I feel like I could rewatch. It's pretty. I think it's a pretty, pretty uh, rewatchable movie. It's not perfect though. Well, so, yeah. Uh, well, there's yeah. some cringy stuff, <laughs> obviously. But I feel like it's it's a guilty pleasure of mine now too. So yes. I'm gonna give it a twenty six forty out of three thousand. So it's, that's 88% now. Oh, I was so close. I was, okay, last week, for those of you who missed our Don't Look episode, I was like, 2,700 or bust. Yep. But, you know, I was kind of just kind of messing around or whatever. But, man, you were close. I love it. It's because I couldn't let it break the 90 mark. But yeah. it's like, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is only hope, right? <laughs> it was only hope really raised that that movie up. Oh man, e- both both versions, uh, Mandy Moore's and the one at mm-hmm. the end by Switchfoot, so good. Yeah. Okay, this one's a little bit of a surprise. <gasps> Jeremy actually rated it higher than me. No, <laughs> come on. I'm I'm trying to keep these ratings <laughs> like realistic. You know what I mean? Kind of compared to other movies. In truth, I feel like this is a borderline fresh score. I don't think it's 27 for sure. I think it's right around low 60s 
fresh. Mm. But because of the, um, I guess, guilty pleasure aspect of it, I knocked it up 20 points on the Rotten <laughs> yep. Tomato score there just because. Go. I'm giving it a 2493, 83.2%, which is really high under my revised schedule because I've been, I've been rating a lot of stuff low this season um, other than No Way Home. Dude, I feel like for you, you're. I think your scores are pretty consistent. With me, I feel like uh, the, to the listeners, I apologize. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm just throwing numbers out there every week, <laughs> honestly. So it's like I try my best, but don't expect them to be consistent. <laughs> hey, but I'm you trying, know, sometimes though. we gotta have it where we're just going from week to week. Do I like yeah. the movie one week, or do I not? And yeah. hey, apparently, hey. I'm going to give you a standing ovation like uh, after this recording is done because obviously I don't want to ruin the, uh, the the audio. But, dude, the fact that you rated it almost 2,700, I was like, oh, shoot. All right. It's better than Dune. <laughs> Hot take. Not really. Shoot. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I love I I'm, I'm really glad that you love the movie. And so, uh, but uh, before we wrap up the episode, let's go ahead and just preview next week. Jeremy, go ahead and do so. Yeah, next week, it's set in an outpost of an American newspaper in a fictional 20th century French city that brings to life a collection of stories published in the French Dispatch magazine. In the movie, The French Dispatch. (laughs) So, (laughs) honestly, I have no idea what this movie's about. (laughs) It's just... That's what I saw, and I'm I didn't want to spoil myself too much. So I'd like to go into this movie pretty pretty clean. Yes, not knowing anything, and hopefully I'll like it. Yeah. Um. So none of us have actually watched it, me or Jeremy. And you know mm-hmm. what? We're actually going to have a guest, uh, for the French Dispatch. We'll have some family. I won't spoil it beyond that. But yeah, we're we're bringing family along for that yeah. family. It's, yeah, it's not Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a running joke because I feel like everyone can relate to F nine because we love that movie so much. And yes, so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, family will be joining that episode of the French Dispatch. Uh, actually, where where can um, our audience actually watch this uh, this movie? So if you want to rent it, I think it's on Amazon Prime right now for like five ninety nine. I think for me, I'm gonna rent it on YouTube for five ninety nine because I have like Google credit. So oh, if nice, yeah. Or you can, I think it's actually playing in select theaters right now. If you want to go uh, watch it in theaters, right there you go, there you go. So uh, yep, brand new movie for uh, Jeremy and I. I want to say it's also for our special guest as well. I don't think he's seen it yet either. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're definitely looking forward to the French Dispatch, which is our penultimate episode for season three. Man, I can't believe season three is almost over. But um, before we close out the episode, Jeremy, do you have anything to plug for the uh, upcoming week? Yep. So if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it's going to be at JP underscore flicks. And for me, um, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Free Ken A. Uh, both uh, mine and Jeremy's uh, spellings will be in the 
episode notes. We'll link everything. Also for my blog, again, it's kenarceo.com. Uh, actually, this past weekend, I kind of experimented with a running sports diary that I actually shared with Jeremy as well. Um, I There was like a, a big Bay Area sports day uh, with the Niners versus Rams winner go home. And uh, we had Clay Day, uh, Clay Thompson coming back. So I kind of experimented with that. And so definitely check that out. I might do another running sports diary for the Niners v. Cowboys this coming Sunday. So check that out. Um whenever it comes out, whenever the, the game is, <laughs> uh, whenever the game finishes or even during the game, I'll update that throughout. So definitely check that out. So before we close out, Jeremy, any final thoughts on a walk to remember? I think this was gonna. This was a hard movie to beat. Um, like the notebook, obviously yeah. I feel like everyone regards the notebook, but I feel like this is more my taste for a Nicholas Sparks movie. Uh, I don't really like too much time jumping either. So I like how this is a very streamlined story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't, you know, it knows what it is. So, and that's why I like it. And it's, you know, it knows it's a early 2000s movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Oh, there you go. But uh, one last question for you, Jeremy. Um, mm. Was this your favorite movie that I've shared with you so far? Uh, you know, I'm just... Uh, off the top of my head, what other ones have you shared? Um, I remember the Shawshank, one that you... uh, the Leo DiCaprio with Tom Hanks, uh, which the name oh, kind of escapes me. Oh, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. I remember yes. that was your favorite before. That is still my favorite. Okay. Okay. It's, yeah. Catch Me If You Can is still top. This is second, That's though, hard right? to beat, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. Shawshank is good. <laughs> it's, I feel like a walk to remember is better than Shawshank. Just kidding. <laughs> don't like, send hate mail. <laughs> it's like... A, Dude, <laughs> walk to remember greater than Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> no, Catch Me If You Can is still top for me. Yeah. Being That's serious. Though, but this this was really good. All right. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it, Jeremy. Uh, I kind of had a feeling that you would like it just because, again, I'm, get, I'm starting to get to know what your, what your likes and dislikes are. So uh, I got to kind of go to the well again for my next guilty pleasure you know several several dozen episodes from now i gotta figure that out for the next one we'll figure that out uh but again thank you for joining us and listening to this podcast this week Uh, we'll see you next week on the french dispatch with a special guest and uh hope you all have a good week from the real (laughs) 